God bless you guys. Those words were heavenly words on fire for God. And, um, you know, God is really at work in every one of us. And it's just how we respond. Are we listening? Are we receiving? And God wants to do great things in your life, but the choice is yours. You can either hear the voice of God or you can say no to the voice of God. You can either believe what's being spoken on and what's written, or we can mix our own ideas. But God's way is perfect, and he makes our feet like hinds feet. He sets us upon our high places. He doesn't set us upon a low place. He upgrades us as we walk with him, as we stay faithful, as we practice, as we stay humble. An uh, unwatered garden, the flowers, the plants will never grow. If it's unwatered, it, it becomes like a desert. And this is what happens to a lot of people when they receive the seed of the word into their hearts, but they don't practice it. They don't speak it. They don't meditate, meditate upon it. And so if you want to water that word of the seeds that have been sown in your heart, it, it needs to be mixed with faith, action. It needs to be mixed with meditation. It needs to be mixed with your words. David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. And so what David was saying, what I'm thinking about, God, let it be acceptable. Let it be pleasing to you. And when we set our minds on things above, mindset is a set mind. It's set on a focus of what God has delivered to us. In Habakkuk, the Habakkuk says, I will set myself upon the watchtower to watch what he will say to me when I'm reproved. So there he was. He set himself to hear from God. And when you set yourself to hear from God, you'll hear from him. And then what God said to him, he said, write this vision. The thing, the revelation, the word vision in there is the word revelation. What God was revealing to him, write the vision, make it plain that he that readeth may run to do it. The vision was for him and forever that would read that, the instruction from God, the direction from God. When someone received it and then acted upon it, then the manifested blessings of those promises or direction from God could manifest God needs points of contact in the earth. He sent Jesus Christ to be that point of contact to reconcile men and women back to him once and for all. Jesus Christ had to go through things. He had to fulfill scripture. He had to lay down his life. No man could take it from him. He had to give it up. And, you know, would you give your life up? You're enjoying life, right? You might even be having some tough times, but would you actually give it up? Jesus loved life. Life was flowing in him. He was from the Father. He was born from above. And he was in this earth. He was God's point of contact in this earth to deliver the message that God wanted people to hear. One of the messages was, for God so loved the world. Not the things in the world, but the people in the world. That's what it refers to. The world refers to the people in the world. God so loved the world, the people, that he gave his only begotten son, that who should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, God lays before people death and life. And he says, therefore, choose life. He shows you the answer. It's not, it's not difficult. It's very easy. God makes this very easy that even a child can understand. So what's in my heart to encourage is that whenever you go, wherever God leads you to receive his words, prepare your heart to receive. God wants you to have your heart prepared to receive the seed of his word. And then you water it by meditating upon it, by walking upon it, by practicing those things, by saying those things. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. 
Uh, those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Your word's a seed. Everything you're saying is a seed. What are you planting? What are you reaping right now? Go back and think of what you were saying, what you were doing, how you were acting, what you were thinking. And with God, nothing's impossible, but we need to all, wherever we go, especially when it comes to receiving words from God, we need to prepare, come prepared to receive. When you prepare your heart to receive, and God's working in you for that, then you'll be ready to go. You'll be ready to do. So God just showed me this. I was speaking to someone. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Peter. We was having a one-on-one. And God put in my heart to He brought back the memory of how God worked in my heart. He prepared. He was preparing my heart, getting rid of the ballast, getting rid of the, the wrong doctrines, the wrong belief systems that I had at that time, which hindered me. And then he was humbling me to see that I had a big need for God and I needed to listen. And then so God directed me to the point I got to India and reconnected with Sangha. But when I went to India, I was in a humble state of receiving. I was listening to everything. I was clinging to every word. I was grabbing at any information that would help me be walking with God and to be a blessing that God's called me to be, because we're all called to be a blessing. We're all called to be fruitful, to multiply in the earth. And so I was receiving everything. And then when I left, before I left, I asked Sangate those simple things. What gets the believers really taken off like jet planes? He said, and I'll say it again, you've heard me say it many times. And sometimes we have to repeat ourselves, you know, because sometimes people miss things. But it's God that's energizing the repeating, right? Because he doesn't want you to miss a thing. He doesn't want you to miss his glory and these wonderful things that can take you to the next level. And Sangit said, when someone's born again, the first thing we do is we get them to speak in tongues and to really speak in tongues. And then the next thing we encourage them is that you speak by the Spirit of God. God will work in you. God will give you the words. And then we teach them to honor God with their substance. This is for their financial blessings and prosperity, as well as it being connected to the movement and outreach of God's word. And we see this pattern all the way through the scriptures. Not only did I go ready to receive, I came back ready to do. And I was thinking about this ready-to-go laborer. Sangate mentors this a lot. No, pray for that ready-to-go labor. So I looked at the word ready. And I just want to read what I found about this word ready. You think of the word ready, we kind of understand what it means. But I thought, well, no, what's the definitions of these things? So I'll give you some of the definitions, right? So something that is ready is in a suitable state for an action or a situation, fully prepared or easily available or obtained or within reach. When you're ready to go, there's nothing that's going to hinder you. What has hindered you? What may be hindering you now? Is it old doctrine? Is it old ways of doing things? Is it your old paradigm? Is it something that you haven't dealt with in your life that you know you need to deal with it? Like one of the things for me was money. I wasn't very good with money. I was in debt. This is a thing that would hinder me. So I had to go to God, show me how to get out of debt. And he did. And so God will reveal to you what you need in your heart, in your life, and the things that you need to execute to get blessed, right? Another definition of third form is prepared. Someone or something is prepared for an activity or a purpose. In need or of having a desire, 
willing and eager. So someone that is ready to go is desiring this. They're willing and they're eager and they're in the need. So your desire is actually your need. What you desire to do with God, what he's putting in your heart is actually your need. And also it can mean immediate, quick and prompt. You know, you're not dragging your heels. You're ready to go. There's no dragging around. There's nothing holding you back or you're not letting nothing hold you back. You may have things that could hold you back, but because you're putting God first, you're not letting it hold you back. The ready to go is prepared or available for immediate use. We're ready to go for God, not people. Do you fit in any of those definitions? Is there anything in there that you can see? Are you ready to go? Well, when we receive the Spirit of God, we are ready to go. So what hinders this then? Why is it taking so long? for us to see the wonderful glory of God on a regular basis, where we see people healed, we see people delivered, we see people prospering, not going up and down in their finances. We see great open doors on a regular basis. It's because that we let other things pull us down. We might let other influences from the outside get in. And we got to watch who we let into our circle and what we're listening to. And if someone is serious to really move in the spirit of God and by the power of God, then they will be going to God. God's energizing this. God's working it. God's directing it. And then we are ready to receive. So a heart that's ready to receive will be someone that's also ready to do. And God's made you ready because he's given you the highest engine in you to move, which is his gift of Holy Spirit. And that's why when you go back to the scriptures where it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. If you want to move like the Son of God, like Jesus moved, if you want to do signs, miracles, and wonders like he did, if you want to heal the sick, if you want to raise the dead, if you want to cleanse the leper, then you can look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's the model example to begin with, right? That he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me shall do the works that I do, and even greater works, because I go unto my Father. Now, what he was doing is now our responsibility if we choose to walk in it. Or we can stay in the traditions of man. We can stay under the thumb of people. Now, God's a God of order, and he's a loving God, and he's a great God. He's a kind God. He wants everyone on here so blessed and peaceful in their minds and their hearts, but we let other things come in and stop that ebb and flow of God. Because God's never stopped working. He's always working. He's always energizing you. So when I would encourage you, whenever you come on this Zoom fellowship, then prepare your heart before you come on to receive. Put away your ideas. Yes, you've got knowledge and that, but you're coming to receive. You're not coming to argue or pull apart what's being said, but you're coming to hear what is God saying right now to me? What is going to benefit me? What can I take away from what's being spoken that I can put into action? It might not be the whole message. There might be two, three, four things that hit your heart from what's being encouraged and spoken by God. And it might be different for everyone what's hitting their heart. That's what you go and do. What resonates with you, what lights up your mind from what's being spoken, is what God wants you to execute. And so you just begin to practice that. So we know if we keep strong on the fundamentals, we will be building upon that. So the three areas, again, is the speaking in tongues. Now, I've got to come to this point because two weeks ago I was having 
uh, a one-on-one with Sanger. And every time I call him, sometimes I think, well, do I need to call him? And I know, yeah, Lawrence, you do. And I think, well, everything's going well. You know, I don't really have much to say. But you know what I do? I say, Father, I'm going to ready to receive what this man's got to say. But Sanger don't speak when I call him. Oh, hi, Lawrence. God bless you. He's waiting for me to share. So I share what I'm doing. This is what I've been doing. This is what I've been practicing. And then I carry on and I'm saying the results of the things that we've been sharing and encouraging or the personal things that God's been blessing me with. And after I'm finished, I say, well, this is what I've got to share, Sangit. This is what's in my heart. Do you have anything that you can encourage me with that will help me and that will bless me? And do you know what? There's always loads of things that he shares. And so I, I see that this connection is very powerful because it's a two-way flow. It's like I said, over in England, we have plug sockets, and there's a little switch where the plug socket is. When you put that plug in, if that switch is off, there's no power going to that plug. So I can plug my hoover in, and if that switch isn't on, I can go to my hoover and press the button to make the hoover work. But unless that switch is switched on, the power's not going to go. Once I switch that switch on, then it's available for the electric to flow to the hoover. But if I don't put the hoover switch on, it's still not going to work. So it's a two-way flow. I have to switch that switch on, plug it in, switch the hoover on for the power to be flowing into that hoover to do its job. Just a little example. So when Sangate is sharing things with me, there's certain things that he says. Now, I know about speaking in tongues. I know what the scripture says about the benefits of speaking in tongues. Through the day, I do it on and off. And um, he was talking to me how God has, he said, I can see how God's brought you forward and great things are now in line for the great things to happen. Now, the speaking in tongues is the key. And he said for the, you know, for these miracles, signs and wonders, like really someone that's walking them really speaks in tongues. Well, I thought, okay, well, I do that. And after the call, I'm thinking, okay, I'll do this more. So I, you know, I was doing it a little bit more. And, and then I went and met Jason on uh, Sunday and we was having some fellowship. He not long finished work. So he was a little bit tired and you could see the energy was gone and God was just encouraged me to encourage him about like, you know, you, if, when you're feeling like that, you don't have to stay that way, even though you feel like it. Sing a song. Lift it up. Like, you know, lift the vibration up and you can actually do that. But obviously the highest thing that we can do is speaking in tongues. Right. So I didn't think of this at the time I was speaking with him. I went home. I went into the back garden. I thought, oh, I'm going to speak in tongues. And so I, the, it was nice and dark, and we got these solar lights in the garden. They're all different colors, and it was really pretty. It wasn't cold. And I went and made a coffee, and I was speaking in tongues. And God just put it in my heart to put the stopwatch on on my phone. So I think, all right, yeah, I'll do that. Let's, let's see how long I'm speaking in tongues. So I was walking up and down speaking in tongues. And I was giving myself a pat on the back. I'm thinking, yeah, I've been speaking in tongues for so long. I looked at the stopwatch and it was like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, 10 minutes? It seemed like an hour. Anyway, so I carried on. I thought I'd do another 10 minutes. And then I looked at 20 minutes. I thought, I'll go to 30 minutes. And man, I was energized now. And then so I thought I'd do an hour. When I got to the hour, I took a screenshot of it. And then God said to me in my heart, send this out, but don't say what it is. So I just sent it to a few people, and I'm thinking, okay. I went upstairs. I was energized. This was Sunday night. And uh, 
I was just so energized, so blessed. I was energized, but also restful. And I thought, I'm going to go to bed. That night, I slept like a baby. I slept, and I woke up fresh as a daisy. And I was still speaking in tongues. And then, so, anyway, I've already sent these this stopwatch thing out of uh, the hour. An hour and one minute, I think it was. And then people started, the ones I sent to, said, what's this? <laughs> so then I started to say about the speaking in tongues. And I said, it'd be a really great benefit if you do that. You know, they didn't have to do it. It was just a suggestion. And I just followed through, basically, what God showed me to do. Now there's quite a few people doing this, you know, getting their stopwatches. And it's a great practice. It's a great practice. And I thought to myself, now, if I speak, if I give focus attention Every day for one hour to speak in tongues. I do that 365 days of the year. I put a time to it, right? So that's 365 hours of speaking in tongues alone, just by doing one hour a day. Plus, I'm already speaking in tongues through the day. So that's going to, you know, I'm not going to add that up. But, like, that will work out quite a lot of speaking in tongues. But the benefit for me personally doing that. And then it just reminded me of one candle lighting another candle. And so now there's other people doing this same practice. And I said, if you wanted to, you could make it a competition, even though it's not a competition, because the only person that's going to benefit is you. So Amber, the next day, she'd done one hour and 30 minutes. I think, right, I'm going to beat that. <laughs> but it was a personal thing for me. And I'm thinking, well, I can only benefit from this. So I'd done two hours. And then in the day, I'm thinking, so the next day, that was yesterday, I put my, I, I'd done my hour in the morning. And you can do it whenever you want. This is just a really great practice to get you in the rhythm of flowing in the speaking tongues, not just doing it, flowing in it. it like, it's like rivers flowing. Like, I'm always speaking. When I'm not speaking now, I'm speaking in tongues, and it's really great, and it's energized by God, and it was directed by God to really show me the benefits. And I said, God, I was speaking to Cathy Clark, and she said um, to me, she goes, yeah, and I, she goes, I asked God to show me the benefits of it. I said, yeah, that's really great. And I thought to myself, we know the benefits of the written scripture, what it says it does. But we want to see the benefits, the manifested benefits of what is written, if we do the what? Practice. So the practice comes in here. And this is with everything we've got to practice. So anyway, yesterday, I started to speak in tongues. I already done my hour in the morning. And so I had my watch go in, and it was coming up to two hours, and the phone died. I said, and Kim knew I was doing that, and Kim's even doing this as well. And I said, oh, my phone died. Like, no one's going to believe that I'd done those two hours. I said, that's all right. I'll just do another two hours. So I'd done four hours of speaking in tongues, which was really great. Plus, I'd done the hour in the morning. Plus, I was doing it through the day. I've been so peaceful, so blessed, so energized, so inspired. And so I would encourage anyone that you may speak in tongues. You know, you may do it, and you might do it quite a lot. But give that one hour to God. Find an hour, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or nighttime. Just one full hour of speaking in tongues. And I tell you what, it will revolutionize your life. You know, I've known about speaking in tongues, but not in this manner. And it was just through the seed of the word that Sangit was speaking to me that I did pick up and it did go in my heart. And then I did practice, even though it was not much more than what I was really doing before. Um, but then it was God-led. Like, God wants me to do this. There's a specific reason that he wants me to do it even more. So I don't know the reason, but I'm going to obey and do it. Now, I am going to benefit. 
No different to when we allow God to give us the words to speak, where we can anoint the fields with his oil, the holy water that causes the seed that's been sown from the spoken word to grow, like the spoken word is also the oil. And then when people get that, then they're infused. They want to move and practice these things. A lot of the things that God gives us is practical. It's not just doctrinal. It's doctrinal, but it's with the practice. A lot of people are not seeing the amazing results of signs, miracles, and wonders, healing, raising from the dead, because they get discouraged too quick when there's no results. You've got to keep going. See, God never made a failure. You only fail when you give up. You're only a failure if you give up. But you can do all things through Christ. In fact, that scripture in the Amplified Version says, I am ready for anything equal to anything through him who infuses the inner strength into me. So it's the supply from God that energizes us when our hearts are ready to receive to do. So I would encourage you, wherever you're connecting, have your heart ready to receive what's being said. I don't care if you've been in the world 50 years. We all need to be humble. We all need to be meek. Humbleness is that need for God, the need for the right direction. The meekness is the willing heart to go and do it. Like it says in James, receive the word with meekness. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. So if you want to start seeing results, guys, you've got to practice with a purpose, not listen with a purpose. When we used to take these classes, they used to have these listen with a purpose questions. You've got to practice with a purpose, practice with the purpose of bringing the results from heaven into manifestation in your sphere of influence because you believe God. Like those that believe God, if you believe, if you, if I say to you, do you believe God and you don't honor God, for an example, are you believing God? If I say, do you believe God and you're not speaking in tongues, do you believe in God? Are you ready to go? Could God call upon you on an instance or have you got to go to work? Or could God call upon you to this? Or is your wife organized a day out for you? Or your husband's organized that? Oh, I can't do that because it's family time. Listen, it's God's time first. God's got to be first. This is the, as I would, the world would call it, die hard, but it's live hard. Live hard unto God. God first. When you put him first. And I do. And I've taken a lot of crap from my own family by doing that. But at the end of the day, now they respect me because now they're seeing the manifested blessings and results. And you've got to just do what God's showing you. Because, listen, people will hold you back all your lifetime, even your loved ones. But you've got to do what God puts in your heart to do. And here, take care of everything else, even if you get a little bit, bit of a rebuff for doing it. Because at the end of the day, they will start seeing the blessings. They will start seeing the results. They will be blessed themselves because of you. So someone's got to take charge. And so we take charge by letting God take charge. We say, okay, God... I will do what you want me to do, even if everyone says I'm doing it wrong, even if everyone says I got my priorities wrong, even if everyone says I'm mad and I'm crazy or I'm a fanatic, whatever they say, it doesn't matter. What you say is what counts. What you say is what I will do from the best of your ability living in me and my willingness to receive your words and do it. So every one of us here are ready to go. You don't think you might be ready to go, but you are. You are ready to go. What's stopping you? What's hindering you? What's getting in your way? Is it old doctrine? Is it your old belief system from your young age or from your parents? Your parents might have taught you something and you believe it to be gospel and it's not. 
Your minister might have taught you something and you believe it to be gospel and it's not. The only way you know is by going to the source. God is the source of all your supply. God is working in you. Listen, put your trust in him because no one else can raise you from the dead, right? No one else can provide for you like he can provide for you. No one else can heal you like he can heal you. He is the provider of everything. He's with you and he's so for you. He really wants his church to wake up. He wants you to wake up. And, you know, I know when people begin to practice what we're encouraging, they get blessed. They start to prosper. When they stop, the things around them dry up. If they stop honoring God, things around them dry up. It's just the truth. And if they stop speaking in tongues, they stop seeing the power on a regular basis manifested in their life. The peace seems to to run off. If they start listening to all different doctrines and all different teachings, they become lukewarm. And they become confused also at times because, well, Lawrence said this and Fred Bloggs over there said that. And Harry Jumpup over there said this. Which one do I believe? You go to God. He's going to reveal the truth. Even Jesus said, you need no man teach you. Because you've got the comfort of the Holy Spirit in you. That's what we're supposed to be living by now. Because that's the new creation man in you. We're not to live by our senses and knowledge. I've got a knowledge of speaking in tongues. I know what the scriptures say about the benefits of it. Now I need to see it, but I need to do it first. And when God is energizing you to do it, you're going to see those benefits. When God is inspiring your heart to practice the things you're encouraging, you are going to see the benefits. But you've got to prepare your heart to receive. Be ready. You know, what did, what did Jesus say about leaving your gift at the altar that if you have anything against anyone? Go make peace with it. What's that doing? That's preparing your heart so that you can go back to God and you can receive all the wonderful things he's got for you. Because God is not judging you. God is not bow-breeding you. I'm not bow-breeding you. I'm just telling you the truth. And it's the truth that sets you free. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and life. Why? Because he's done everything the Father showed him to do. And you are able to do the same thing because you've got the Spirit of God in you. And you've got to believe who you are. You are as he is in this world. You've been delivered from the authorities of darkness. So if there's spiritual activity going on around you, you've got authority to drive it out. You've got authority to back those spirits out. They have to obey you because it's God in Christ in you. You have authority. Use your authority. Practice the encouragement. If you want to move way ahead now, listen, you don't have to stay where you are and under other people thinking, well, I'm going to go to this person because they're so great, but I never seem to get there myself. The only way you do it is through having your heart humble to God and a disciplined life, a discipline to put the Father first. There's lots of disciplined people around me, and it's really inspired me to be disciplined in my practices. And so we're provoking one another unto love and to good works. With the speaking in tongues, we were provoking one another unto love and good works. And who led that? It was from a couple of words Sangate spoke to me, and God energized it. And, you know, because I received it. I received I think, yeah, okay, I didn't think I know about it. I did think that a little bit. But I'm thinking, yeah, there's got to be some thinking. Why is he saying this to me when I already know it? And he knows I know it because I needed to do it. But then it was God that anointed, energized me to do it. And then with a few little bit of inspirational thoughts and actions to take, other people are now doing it. And it's up to you. Like, no one can tell you what to do. We, we are all free. What I give you is my advice as a minister and as God's working in me. 
whether you do it or not makes no difference to me, really, in a sense, because I am doing it, and I am getting the blessings. I have got the peace. I have got the provision. God is taking care of me. God is opening up doors no man can shut, and he's shutting doors that no man can open. And we just stay with God, and we just execute what he's encouraging, what he puts in your heart, number one. If God is putting something in your heart, you will see the manifested blessings of that, and some people say, well, God put this in my heart, but I'm not seeing any results. Well, did God actually put it in your heart, or was it your fault? See, the, the faith comes by hearing, and hearing what God is energizing, what God is inspiring in this given moment in time. And so when we latch onto that and put it to practice, that's where the results come, and it's quick. That's why the, we hear about in India these new people raising people from the dead, and they've only been a believer for a day or a week. And then all of a sudden they got this massive explosion and the errors got thousands of people going to one fellowship and they're moving on and it's just spreading throughout because it can happen here. We say it can't because, it, you know, well, we're in the West, it's a different mindset. That is a complete lie. Wherever God is believed, he can move. And God needs men and women to be loving and to be bold and to point these things out. And the ones that have prepared their hearts to receive will actually receive what I'm saying. God, you know, God is energizing what I'm saying, I know. And I know that if anyone really receives this into their heart, it will inspire them to faith. It will inspire them to action. It will inspire them to be a doer. And then just focus practice in those things. And God will heighten it for you. There's levels in this. And God takes you up the levels. If you're humble, it starts with the humility. God gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. And he gives grace to the humble. Now, proud could be, well, I know better than that. That's proud, especially if it's coming from God. If these words are coming from God, well, I know this, you know, I was taught this way. That could be proud. But when we're humble, we're, we can discern if it's right or not as well. But the only acid test to this is putting it to practice and seeing the results. So that's what I wanted to share.